This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out takes. Almunia saves. Knock out follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. You might want to understand why was this question not asked? Why was this question asked? The two things that got away from me were, Christ, let's face it, reality got away from me many years ago. But in terms of this was the stewarding I should have picked up on. But you, Justin, was there. And he was there because it, it was a throw of the dice as to whether or not actually being there, bearing in mind you've been involved since day one, was going to be better for your mental health or being in the room was going to be better for your mental health. Or, or reading it. But you were there, and I'm glad you were, because you picked up with Scott Duxbury on the steward. Yes, there was almost a question that was asked. I think Alex King touched on bits almost that got to stewarding, but not quite. Another thing I think that was encouraging about the evening was that everybody associated with the top tier of Watford Football Club, so that's Gino, Scott... Gioretta, Manga, the guy whose name I always forget, who's the financial director. Emiliano Russo. chap I'm looking for. They all stayed around afterwards. They didn't just get up and walk out and that was it. They stayed until everybody was literally thrown out at the end. I made a beeline for Scott almost immediately afterwards and I said, can I talk to you, first of all, about stewarding? Why, as a fan, it looked like there was a increased level of stewarding towards the end of the season. He assured me that wasn't the case. He gave me some figures about how much we spend on stewarding annually and that we spend more. I didn't quite understand his answer, but I then asked him about protest banners, etc., and who's giving orders to stop them coming in. And he said, I don't care what you bring in. If you want to protest, you can do that. I don't have a problem with it. Um so it's got to be someone underneath the chairman that's giving the orders to remove banners because from Scott's mouth to my ears, it was, I don't have a problem with any protest. If you want to protest, his quote was, do what you like. It would have been nice to have got that on the mic into the blog. It didn't happen, but I, I did actually go and talk to him afterwards and that's what I was told. So 
You've heard it from me. It's a, it is a fabulous point, and all those people who were in attendance, they did stick around for an hour and a half, as you said. A lot of people came up and said how much they like Ben Manga. You came up almost. I, I would suggest with a bit of Matt, with a bit of man. Love, what, ben Manga is one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. He didn't shirk any right. question whatsoever. Greg went over on Greg. <laughs> yeah, that was, was the best bit. Him, what, what a highlight! He was buy. showing him a load of players on his <laughs> so phone. A load of players he should be buying, <laughs> and then he starts asking about why we got such a terrible goalkeeper. <laughs> In Sam Backman, and he didn't flinch. He just stood and batted back all these questions that he was firing at him. I genuinely walked away from that thinking, I think I have a bit of a man crush on Ben Manga. I think he's a wonderful bloke. <laughs> I, I love him. I think he's great. There you go. The restraining order hasn't been received for Justin from Ben yet, but I'm sure it's only a matter of time. <laughs> and we said, and I'll let you into this because I said, look, this as everything was coming to an end, I went over to, for anybody who wasn't there, if you've been to the training ground, it was in the canteen area. Uh, you, you go in through the doors, you turn left, you're in the canteen area. You've probably seen it on countless Ben Foster videos, I'm probably. And there's these double glass doors in the middle on the far wall. The top tables, if you will, which was basically, which I was fortunate enough to be sat on, was me and there was Scott and then there was Gino and over in, in, in the far end behind that was also Mr. Luther Blissett and Mr. Ian Bolton, but they weren't taking part. That was just the proximity of where they were. As the thing concluded and we went out, I'd said to Cristiano, this would be great to do with you and Ben and just have what, some, something like this in some format with you and Ben so that people can come in and just talk about football. And that was the only conversation I had with him. And he said, absolutely, this is great. This is fantastic. This is communication. This is what it should all be about. And so as they were shuffling out the door, I said to Scott, maybe maybe we could get them in and do that then, eh? And he went, oh, yeah, kind of. And Gino went past me and with a smile just said, yeah, in 2035, <laughs> like that. He doesn't like doing these things. He really doesn't. We nearly got him to agree, I think, to, to him turning up one a year. But the big salient point is the our place pieces are coming back that is massive we want to we really want to see that and i think that hopefully the club will be putting out news on whatever that's going to take i would obviously big ticket one would be to get people in to see valerian ishmael and those events we should not be anywhere close to it has to be run by the club in terms of the approaching and the ticketing and fans should go and then fans should disseminate because that's what our place used to be so we're really pleased that's come back and we would really like to get some more Fan engagement pieces put together would be great. Would be great. Anyway, we have rattled on long enough. Absolutely. When Justin says that Ben Manger is the nicest man he's ever met, obviously he hangs around with me and Carl. So the bar is low anyway. <laughs> so what can you do? But it's a fair point. As I said, Andrew has gone through the ringer on this. Justin has gone through the ringer on this. And there will probably be other people who found this deeply distressing. And if they have, I do apologise. I hope what we've come out with at the end of it is at least something that helps inform you. It may prompt yet more questions. It wasn't a one-to-one interview. Uh, It was a different format. It was a different kind of thing. But the only thing we wanted it to be, if possible, was a start and to help inform the fans moving forward. The rest is down to everybody. Guys, look, we've nattered long enough. If anybody's got any questions, oh, we've got some comments in here. Hold on, let's have a look at the comments if you want to. I was just reading them, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Tony. Outsource stewarding is a joke. Should be bought back in-house. I think think that's a 
I couldn't could not agree more. I could, but it involved me shouting, and no one needs that. Alex King, I can second the point from Justin on stewarding was next to him. Oh, great, thank you, good stuff, Alex. If there's anything you want to add tonight, the Big Lebowski. So thanks for all your hard work and being seeing being us, Palacci Gino. Thanks for doing this, guys. Thank you, blah, blah, blah. Thank you very much. No problem at all. Shame that you three are currently even needing to talk about the mental, physical impact this had on you negatively. On the Harry, that's really kind. Neil Dean, I don't think that's fair to say he was bought. He bought two clubs to play with. Oh, oh, that's fair enough. If that was, if you take objection to that, then I apologise. He has basically been in charge at Granada and then the Pozzo family bought that and then he got Watford. Yeah, I'm just, my point being is he lives in a very different place to us. This is in response to my comment saying we're not necessarily dealing with a profound logic. Bearing in mind we were talking to the man, some people will have disagreed with what he said and we can talk about those things if you wish. Fundamentally, it's not, it, he's not living quite in the same bubble that we do and that was where we are and what we just wanted to try to do was get through to was get through to talk to the man i think a lot of people found that what he spoke about was one thing and that what i'd really encourage is those people who were there who got to talk afterwards because words such as no it's a reset i believe were mentioned by people i didn't have those conversations i just spent the last two hours talking in and around and with everybody it, everybody else got there but any anything that anybody wants to share on their social medias just to help highlight what the thoughts were on everything and if it helps then fine at the end of the day you've heard what the man said you, everything was put forward everybody was drawn out of a hat well, it was an online hat but it was a hat and questions were put to him that were genuinely challenging the environment was it wasn't toxic it was respectful but i think it was challenging so there you go anybody who wants to talk guys please hit your hit your mic buttons and or the mic button or the crest button at the bottom left and we will let you on and here is here is wendover horn as ever there we go. We can get to ask him for the first time in a long time what he ate last night. No, we won't do that. We won't do that. We won't do that. Greg. Greg. Hello, mate. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Excuse the voice. It's more blocked up than normal. Hay fever is horrendous today. Absolutely horrendous. Well done, Peter. Well done, Peter and the team. I've clapped in the thing, but here's a clap. I know what you've been through. I know what Justin's been through. First effing class, boys. First effing class. I just wanted to touch on the point that Justin made about Mr. Manga. You're yeah. saying, why we got a goalkeeper that can't kick out? And then you turned around and asked Giretta the same thing. What's that, Greg? You just yeah. asked Ben Manga. Let me clarify. I'll give you more on, on both those points. I said to Giretta... We've got a sweeper-keeper-manager and the goalkeeper's not going to be up to it. He said, yes, but what do you pay a goalkeeper to do? And I said, fundamentally, keep the ball out of the net. And he said, he's one of the best stop shoppers in the league. And you can't knock him for that. I then said, yeah, he's not great on crosses. And he said to me, temperament, he needs to calm down and we will coach him. We will coach him to calm down. And he said we could make his kicking better. That There's that. Mr. Manga, I have got so much admiration for that guy because I would imagine along the way, he has had to come through some adversities in his life. He spoke with passion. He kept pumping his chest. He said, when I sign a player, it's not just about ability. I look into their eyes and I say to you, are you committed? And I look into their eyes. And without wanting to 
the guy I think has probably gone through has had to fight to get where he is in life, and full play, full play to him. Gioretta, my opinion has changed because after you walked away, just. He gave me 15 minutes of one-to-one chat. No, I saw, I did see, yeah. He's quite tall, isn't he? You were looking up. You have to look up when you speak to Jira. He's very tall. Yeah, he's tall, tall. Very smart man. Very, And I even told him what his nickname was. I was going to say, if that actually happened and I missed that, I'm Not the butterfly. I I said, actually, Cristiano, I've knocked you on social media and you're coming across as not what I thought you you were. I said, you've actually got a nickname on social media. And he said, well, I'm interested. What is that? And I had to stop myself. I didn't say butterfly, man. I said, uh, known as iPad man. And he said, and he said, he said, I can understand that because you are not used to technical and sporting, sporting directors. It's not something that's, common in this country you have things like football secretaries and so forth and he said to put out the org chart of what we do will give some transparency i also said it was rumored that you didn't get on with rob edwards and that was and he said quite the contrary he said i liked rob a lot and we worked well together and you can only take a man from the... If somebody's telling you the sun's shining outside and you're locked in a prison cell, you've got to believe them. And looking into his eyes, I did believe him. Yeah, one final point, just to, uh, not to, for, for my own situation, but sometimes I do get portrayed as a regime apologist. I did ask a couple of challenging questions in, in, in open speech, and even on one answer that Gino gave, I was one of the only people to go back to him and question his answer on Mr. Bayat. So, yeah, that, that, that's my little piece. But I would have to say to everybody involved in this, and also Steve Temple, I know Steve, what a lovely guy he is. He goes about things his own quiet, modest way, and he's a top guy. Well done, everybody. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to share biscuits with you, Greg. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Nick Cal- Alex's water. He had some water on the, on the, on the table <laughs> and I pinched it, didn't I? So thanks, guys. Greg, can I ask you a question, please, sir? And I would like your honest answer. Yeah. You weren't selected in the ballot. How were you in the room? Interesting. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate it. I just put him on the spot. You have a contact at the club and the, that person, I mean, I'm not going to say names, got you into the event. Is that true? I wouldn't like I wouldn't like to comment, but my lack of comment might give you the Yeah, okay. So that is the reason because th- th- there's a question there. Now, you weren't the only person there. Other people did turn up with connections to the club by invite. No name, no pack drill. And I think part of what they would have been there to try to do was to ensure that it was an honest proceeding and honest on ongoing thing as well. So I, I, I'm not. I, that, know, that, I would no. guess that. I also saw somebody in the room from a very prominent Facebook group, who I know wasn't on the ballot. Yeah, no, that's yeah, no. There were people who were 
seemingly added, not through the group, at the last minute. I'm not going to say that was a good or a bad thing. It really doesn't matter. I was pleased that they were there to ensure that, as an event, it was straight. Because I appreciate, as we said earlier on, sorry, and I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I wanted to answer, Pat, I wanted to answer your question, because I can understand why you went, hang on, in terms of that's really important to know. There were people who came up in, in the ballot who then when they saw everything that was going on previously, applied and said, this feels like it's something, it's going a bit squirrely because they, I know they've seen protests, yeah. they've seen all the stuff that's going on. And so we did get into the reserve list. So when I drew the people down in terms of the people coming, so we did go into the reserve list. That That is the and, honest truth because Tim, people I didn't I totally respect your, the way you went around that ballot. You could easily have put people that are close to do not scratch your eyes straight through, but you wouldn't. Um, yeah, but have you met the people? <laughs> so do not scratch your eyes. Would you want to spend an evening with any of them? No, look, this is genuinely, and it was, yeah, it was great that you were there. And in fairness, you did. You went back because if anybody didn't hear it, if we deal with the salient points from the night, just so that any, if anybody's listening on the podcast, because guys, if you want to ask a question, just hit the request button. Let me know. If we go back to the salient points, he could have walked in. Gino could have walked in and said, yeah, absolutely. It is our intention to to keep the manager in place. And yeah, we've learned from it. And yes, we'll do it and throw out some platitudes. And a lot of people would have turned around and said, yeah, don't believe it. He didn't do that. He went in and said, I think that every manager I've gone, I've gone for, I think it's been the right decision. He actually turned around and we did, he was questioned on this and whether or not it comes through on the transcript, I don't know. We basically turned to him and said, look, you're saying that actually it's not you, it's really the 20 managers or so yeah. that we've gone through in twenty in the last 11 years. And it was like, look, we've got previously, not everything has been right here, but we're now stable financially. Yeah. More of that to come. We, are, we have got this place is kitted out, and it does. It looks gorgeous as a training ground. It's ridiculous. We've got this. We've got ourselves. Our cost base has been reduced. More of that to come. We'll talk about those bits. And it was these are these are really good things. The one missing component is the manager who fits our environment. And this is really telling because I described it when I was talking to somebody yesterday. And it was like, it was you're turning this into a quest for the Holy Grail, right? And you're doing it with two coconuts and you're banging them together in the old Monty Python style, because you're looking for somebody who fits every single element and criteria and is happy to work with your way. And the reason why they are highly delighted, and they did seem genuinely pleased with Valerian Ishmael to be on board, is because he fits the characteristics that they want. When they'd interviewed him, he basically complained that he didn't get enough support and that he welcomes this kind of yeah. technical and sporting director and the level of support they want. He felt he didn't get that at West Brom and he's happy to come here because he's going to get that. Now, and not being daft, if you're applying for a job, you might say some positive things anyway, but it doesn't matter. One of the things that they also said was we wanted somebody who would give us, we want people to work hard. We want them to win the ball back early. We want them to turn the ball yeah. over as quickly as possible. They were really into actually the raison d'etre about why you would bring in Valerian Ishmael. We challenged them and said, look, previously you have not recruited towards what the playing style is, yeah. to what you're asking for a playing style. Will you be doing that? Yes, that was categorical. Now, that you people can, and I saw an excellent piece by Vic Bate, made some notes about what, what had happened, and he put in a quote at the end of it from Scott Duxbury. And I thought, I think I see what he's done here, and he did. He puts a quote in from Scott Duxbury, and it was actually from last year. And was it very different? No, it wasn't very different at all. 
it was it was almost identical but we do have Ben Menga in here they are saying they're going to recruit for it at the end I did also ask about academy players and homegrown players we it was right at the end and we didn't get enough time to get into it so I apologize for that but that would be a great one for a Ben Menga Cristiano Giretta style thing in terms of look how does the academy interface how do these pieces build up there was one specific question and there were some fabulous questions by the way from people who submitted and thank you so much for taking the time to do that which was literally asking that how do we blend people that we buy to to fit in the team south american proteges academy people and how how is this all going to build together so that would be something that we could move on to obviously what we had here was requests around that in in the main oh hello we've got charlie here i'm going to put charlie on because charlie is the is no i won't even give him a, a prelude i want to bring him in there let's see if we can get charlie in charlie if you hit bottom left if you hit the mic button and then you can talk charlie good sir. afternoon everyone good afternoon sir i've been obviously was reading your stuff we mentioned you earlier on i don't know if you heard it we, we didn't mention you by name but talking about everything what would you like to add into the debate? Because it's only fair that you get, uh, I think, get a say. First of all, no, I didn't hear what was said. Forgive me, okay. forgive me if I'm going to be jumping the gun. I was sent a message, but... No, it's okay. Far, far away. What would you like to say? And I don't know... Is this Carl I'm speaking to? Because, sorry, I'm not... No. Okay. So... No, it's not. It's Peter. Okay, it's Peter. Peter. First of all, yeah, me and Carl had a bit of a spat a few days ago. Oh, sorry, I didn't say that. Okay. I don't know what was said, but apparently Carl feels that I was abusing him. Now, I don't want to turn this into a me versus him on the podcast, but if anyone wants to be bored enough to go and have a look at that spat, I think you'll find that it was 50-50. Charlie, mate, I've not, I've not accused you okay, of, uh, let's move, of, of abusing okay, me. Okay, well, let's move on from that. But for what it's worth, yeah, social media is an interesting place, and I'm sure if me and you actually, <laughs> I'm sure if me and you actually bumped into each other in a pub, we'd have a giggle and a beer. Let's leave it at that. That'd be good. Is there anything you want to ask me? Because as I say, I'm a bit behind with today's podcast. So is there anything you wanted to ask me? I'm more I'm keen to know about the protest. <laughs> okay. And where that was coming from and why you chose that point to, to protest. Okay. Because we've had all season to do it. That's all I Yeah, there's two answers to this. First of all, there was never going to be a protest. It was a complete wind-up. The reason being, first of all, I was angry at the Pozos in general because of X, Y, and Z. We've all heard it before. There's no point me just repeating what's been said. But then secondly, and this is where I do have to... Again, I haven't heard... Charlie, don't worry about it. You say your piece. This place is where people get to say their opinions. We cannot be worried if they're thrown at us or anybody else. And then I was a bit pissed off that once you guys had sorted the forum out, and well done to you for that. I've never said anything other than well done for getting this because it's taken 10, yeah. 10 fucking years for anyone to get him sat down. <laughs> but the thing is, then it looked like, how can I put it, that you guys had opened the cookie jar and you wanted the cookies all for yourself, to put it bluntly. Yeah. No press allowed. Now, I know Carl, not Carl, Andrew French has been a big supporter of yours and other podcasts. Mm. And I really do think that at the very least, the local media should have been invited from day one. Now, I know that most people, I would think, agree with me on that. I know there's some that don't. And I guess you've got your reasons why you didn't want the media there. And obviously, I'd like you to tell me that in a minute because I've completely missed anything you've said. Of course. No like I said, when you weigh it all up, 10 years, the fans were crying out for an old, a traditional fans forum, like we used to have on three counties where you could listen to the, to as it was going out. 
I think you've left yourselves wide open to all sorts of accusations there. Had you had, had done a secret handshake behind closed doors, was the audio going to be edited? Was there certain things the Pozos didn't want the masses to know or hear if there was an awkward question asked? So I do think, with no pun intended, you scored a bit of an own goal there. But again, I'd like to know what your reasons were for that. Over to you. Okay, apologies for anybody who's going to hear this for the second time, but the first kind of almost hour of this, and I appreciate that not everybody's going to be here to listen to us talk for two, for an hour, trust me. So here was the rationale, and I've had a number of conversations with people who've reached out to me who know me individually and have gone, why are you doing this, people? Why are you doing this? And we, first of all, it was a decision we took as a group, and it does lead to your 10-year question, right? Yeah. And we did, and this was articulated to Andrew, and we did, he didn't agree with it. We had a kind of various different bits about it, but it, this is what it is. You just mentioned he hasn't spoken to anybody for 10 years. He hasn't just not had a fans forum in 10 years. He hasn't spoken to anybody in the national or regional media, be it paper, be it TV, or be it radio, in 10 years, right? He, the first thing he said in the fans forum, and I appreciate you weren't there, but you can read it on the transcript, was that he apologized. It has been a long time but I hate talking or, or I really don't like whatever word he used talking to the media he said it in the first bloody sentence the moment we got this chink of light to get him in a room the only consideration for us and it wasn't about the optics and if you if you get really bored and need a cure for insomnia you can go back and listen to me talking about it but it was the fact that we had to get the guy in the room fundamentally and if you talk at, if you look at something and say look he has avoided the you, you use the word media we use the word journalists he's avoided putting himself into that particular instance or that particular position for a decade is he we were being told all the time he won't turn up he won't show up he'll, he'll bottle it he won't go in you're naive that he won't be there and i said earlier on that look we've set ourselves up for this and i also do say that your protest piece and where you turn around and said if you let andrew in the room then you'll be done and you can look at it and go i've won and in, and i'd say yeah in a way you did because well, the club did, did no, bear with me because uh, we, we, we've heard what you were saying and we did we couldn't come back because the reason why we had said this was because we didn't want to spook him we didn't want to spook him not turning up we didn't want to give him a justification as to why he was going to say ah there's a reason i can't turn up it's no longer a fan event it's now a media event for example on last monday I was literally emotionally crushed because I had somebody from the club ring me because they had told me that they had been contacted via email and a protest was going on. And it, they weren't overreacting, but it was saying, look, we've got to factor this in. We've got to talk about this, etc." Fortunately, at the time, Luther was doing his bit or what have you. And then they've taken that collective decision, which obviously would extinguish anything that was not an actual, was a, what's the phrase? spoof or hoax kind of protest in this instance but you've done it there and it's out there now and all the thing we're saying on all of this is that we are where we are we've got to where we are the whole thing was try to get him in and keep him in we were going to be providing the audio to 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 andrew to the to drink County's radio to all of the people who were going to request it so that it was there we weren't going to audit we weren't going to edit that other than which i said earlier on if anybody says something that gets them in a kind of trouble with the law. And I can never remember the difference between libel and slander. Sorry. If somebody does that and exposes themselves, you don't want that in the public domain. Now, Andrew is currently going through, certain people are saying, where's the word crook? Where's the word this, etc." And he's got an audio which is based upon 
his basically his little kind of dictate uh, dictaphone thing on the table. And I'm sure there will be 18,000 words, certain things that he hasn't put in because he hasn't heard it or people have mumbled or from where his, his, his dictaphone is, it's not perfect. But there's also the possibility that actually he's helping somebody not get sued in some way, shape or form. We talked about the guy at Blackpool earlier on, the guy who was suing his own supporters, all that sort of stuff. But that was where we were. And I, sir, Charlie, I'm more than happy to meet you for a beer, sir, because I can hear where your, where your heart is. And I've got no problem. And we have never had a problem here. And I appreciate you're new here, so you won't know this. We have never been about Potso in or Potso out since we've always been about, this is about the voice of the supporters. And you've seen what happened. And we explained earlier on, it's about empathy. It's about what was you, did you see from your position? And you just articulated it beautifully, especially if you've not listened to this or any of the groups involved, right? It has been, you may have seen it from the club launching it. And then the next thing you saw was we say press aren't coming and you would immediately conclude why you're doing that. I've explained it to you. We, you might not agree with it, and that's fine. But those that, that was the reason. We needed to get him in the room because if we spooked him, it didn't matter whether anybody blogged it, live-streamed it, wrote about it or anything. There would be nothing to record. And that was our number one consideration because by, by luck, yeah, no, let's say it, by complete fucking spoof, right, we managed to get the gentleman to come in and talk. And people will like or loathe or whatever their opinion on what he said. We've at least heard from him. And the people who are going, is he going to change? Is he not going to change? No, he's not going to change. He's quite, he's fairly, well, no, he is unapologetic about it in terms of what he's done. I think he's a bit frustrated that we don't look at it over 10 years as an average rather than concentrate on the last two or the last four years. Um, but at least the thing went ahead. So look, sir, you played your cards as you did for the spoof. I tip my hat to you because it was done beautifully. You did it well. We are where we are. And all we want now is for animosity to stop. I hope you accept the reasons why we did it because we were tiptoeing through trying to get that. It is no reflection on Andrew French. And I've already said this. It was no reflection on any of those news agencies who've been trying for a decade to get something out of him. Andrew, the absolute least of all, he's come on with us and he's given us crikey at least nine hours over three separate evenings chatting about all sorts of stuff we have nothing but the highest regard for the man it was never everything personal it was always about trying to get there as it was because of the actions that went on and the perception that i talked about earlier on we are where we are please don't keep having a go at andrew not you sorry charlie but anybody a, a go at andrew anybody else we've got some information that we didn't have last thursday you can like it you can debate it you can loathe it you can hate it whatever your thoughts are they are there this was never going to be about changing your mind in any way shape or form so that that was the response charlie sorry if, if i banged on but anybody here will say uh, Christ, right. i can go on yeah if i could just say a couple of extra bits and then we'll please do no, put it, absolutely we'll put it to bed. first of all i guess it's about personalities and i know that you're never going to please every, everyone but if it had been me and if the club, I think you said the club said, look, he hates the media, he's very suspicious, he won't sit down with journalists, it will spook him. I'd have said, look, one journalist or no fans for him, and then you can explain why. Fair because enough. I'm not a stubborn bastard when I want to be, as you can probably get. <laughs> um, and I think that mindset that you had at the time, if you'd have better communicated that from day one. We couldn't communicate been... it for the whole reason of spooking him. The trouble is, you've then left yourselves wide open as and, you did. And we accept that. We accept that um, completely. I'm not blaming yeah. you. I'm not blaming you at all. If you, if yeah. you listen back, there is no, there are no brickbats being thrown at you here. That's what I think we throw if you like. I'm used to it. But what I'm saying is, I appreciate, as I'm sure 99.9% .9 of Watford fans do, what you did. You managed to get him to see his ass down with the microphone. Yeah. 
Although he did look a bit like a Spanish waiter to me in the pictures I've seen, but that's another thing. But <laughs> the beard does give him a certain yeah, manual yeah, quality. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for Basil, but uh, never mind. But <laughs> like I said, the protest to start with was just to spook the pozos, rightly or wrongly. And then I felt so aggrieved that the local paper, not just Andrew French, but the paper itself, weren't allowed in. Now, the fact that you've rev- told me that the club had been in touch with you to say that they'd had this email from me, yeah. that's news to me because they sent me one message back, the liaison officer, Chris, somebody's name is, can we talk about it? And I said, no, no negotiations, see you Thursday. And then he went quiet on me. And I did actually email him back several times saying, look, we will call the protest off if you allow at least the local journalist to attend. But I was told on the grapevine from someone who's in the know that it was all down to luther the reason that uh, the press was allowed in and my efforts had no effect on it at all so it's interesting mm. oh, no. um, what we did when we were talking earlier on and the whole nature of this whole thing has been about empathy right and so we called yep. out and said look we created this void it, and it was and you're not wrong we, there's no there's no getting away from that we appreciated that but there was a bit of what's the word not gamesmanship but that we wanted to make sure this went ahead that was the number one consideration and it did we talked about look what's luther going to do Right, Luther is, oh crikey, I have no idea what other club I could actually call out where a comparable figure to Luther would actually be included. Because because he's, he, they, I, I don't think many clubs have somebody who is so identified with the club. He yep. will have seen people talking out in that same void as you. And if you do track back, you'll see it. We're saying, look, we can understand that. And he's done what Luther does, which is he's going to try and solve solve the problems on behalf of supporters. And the supporters who were talking at the time with the supporters who were, look, we want to know what's going on. We want to feel part of it. We understand that completely. We understand that it was a, a difficult thing to stretch. So there is no blame. There is no issues here. There is, and what we want is no recriminations against anybody. This is, we are where we are all one club. And we want this to just basically go, look, let's just roll this forward now. Because whether, and it doesn't matter whether you like Pozzo or like yourself, question him or you like me, question him a lot. And whether or not you like what you heard we know more than we did on Thursday. All of that is water under the bridge. If you want to have a beer and a chat at some point, mate, I'm more than happy. I don't mind that at all. Yeah, um, one thing I was just going to say very quickly sure. is... Far away. You say that we know more than we did on Thursday. I disagree with you. Okay, they've opened up a little bit, but it all seemed to me... Now, I haven't read the full blog, like the full... Trend. I only did the short, punchy answers when it was live, but that aside, it just sounded like it was politicians answering questions speaking a lot but not telling you much now people may disagree people may have read more than i have but it just seemed to me like they were just batting us away it's like the finance question oh will we debt clear next year how the fuck are they going to clear 200 million pounds worth of debt first of all they don't have Hang to on, mate, I'm, I'm getting grief from the wife here what <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there you go. One hour. No, one hour. I'm talking to what for fans is. He's important, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lads, I'm going to have to go. Peace and love to you all. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie, Thank, Charlie, Thank you, Charlie, get, Charlie, mate. Charlie, give us a shout at some point, mate. We'll have a chat with it. It's always Will nice do. to know. It's always nice to know that your partner, being inopportune of whatever gender, is always uncomfortable for everybody in this. Complete blimey! Look, it's a fair comment. I would suggest that go and read the full transcript. I'm not saying he answered everything. Did he? Did he? Was there a bit of filibustering? 
Was there a bit of let's talk a little bit more about that? Or was it 10 years worth of not talking coming out? Who knows? I'll, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in, Pete. I, I will say, I know he's just jumped off, but I have messaged him to say absolute full respect for Charlie for coming on here because we did yeah. have a disagreement uh, during it all. And nothing but respect, and there's no issues. It's all good. It's Twitter, and it can get blown out of proportion. No, no, all good. It's as I said. I'm sorry to keep labouring the point about empathy, but it's got you've got to look at what people were seeing at the time. That's why we wanted to come on and point this out. This is not. This is not raw. This is not blaming other people. This is we are where we are, and we move forward whether you like it or not. Mr. Jason Rose, Mr. Jason Rose, the uh, the Didcot, the Didcot special. How you doing? I'm not in Didcot. I'm not in Didcot. I'm, I'm sat on a beach in Italy. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, yeah. Just north of Venice. Very nice. Your mic is just a little bit too close to your mouth there. If you could just move it a little bit away. How's that? A little bit How's that? That's, perf- that's perfect. Look at this. Splendid. Sorry. My God, we're bringing audio quality to the spaces. That's never been a I thing. I know. From Italy, uh, all the way from Italy. It's marvellous. It's Oh, I just want to say, I just want to quickly say, thanks for doing this today. I listened to the brilliant from the Recreendio the other day, John and Mike's mm. podcast. Excellent, really good. Recommended wanted to listen to that, particularly Charlie, who obviously wasn't quite up to speed with some of it, but really good. But I just want to say thanks for doing this. It's brought a bit of context to everything because I've read all the bits, obviously, on Andrew's part. And the trouble is, don't get the context. And I understand why you guys wanted the audio. You can't hear the sort of the feeling in the voice or something like that. And that's, that brings me on to my question is really my questions around the Rob Edwards thing. Yep. You shall not be named. But yeah, just what was the feeling? And it, the feeling from reading or reading between the lines, as my old man always used to say about Oliver Phillips, was basically he wasn't that the players weren't fit. They didn't think the players were fit last summer. That was the feeling. And maybe there was a, he was a bit too pally with them. And, and what was your overriding feeling from sitting in the room? What did you get the feeling that they're not going to tell you the full story, but you know, say one of the guys said that Cristiano said Rob was a good guy. What was going on? Looking in the eyes, what do you reckon? Justin, Cole, do you want to handle this or should I jump in? What I took away from it was that they had a lot of concerns what was going on at the training ground. It wasn't so much the match day stuff. It was, they they didn't go into details, but there was certain things, whether it be, like you've just said, fitness or how they were training, just didn't sit right with them. And that's why they made the decision in the end. The other thing I took, this isn't really about Rob, but going forward with Valerian Ishmael is that this year they're having a almost seven-week boot camp type pre-season and it was mooted that perhaps that may have been another reason why things weren't successful last year. It was a bit of a jolly to Austria or whatever, but this year it's at the training ground at London Colney and it's a proper kind of put-you-through-your-paces boot camp type arrangement. So I think maybe that kind of ties in a little bit with personality with Rob perhaps. Yeah, and there's other bits that tie in. You're right in terms of the stuff that was still on the record, and it was because, as we all know, he was there. I think, going back to Charlie's point, I think it would have been the devil's own job to have blogged that thing, to have blogged it, and everybody to have known it and made sense of it. And to judge it just by the blog, I don't think it is fair. I think it was absolutely worthwhile going back and investing, go back into the Watford Observer read it through, see what you think. But I think we did get a lot. But I also think there was a lot gotten after, at the end of the actual thing in the kind of hour and 20 minutes or whatever it was when they stuck around and actually talked one-on-one. I think an awful lot of people got a lot from that. And what I'd heard from somebody was the fact that it was felt that in, in pre-season we were undercooked. That, don't get me wrong, there are contradictions. So Charlie's point is not entirely without merit, even though he hasn't listened to, to, to everything yet and hasn't had the chance to, and I appreciate that part of that is just, just where we are with stuff, was the fact that um, 
they did contradict themselves on a couple of occasions. So it, obviously the, the Dini video with the filthy fellas or whatever it was mentioned. And one of the things that was mentioned in that particular piece was the fact that, oh, they sit there and they oversee everything and they oversee this and they turn around and said, no, we don't. But then they also turn around in the same instance, having said they don't do that and said, we get to see training. We don't just get, you get to see them once a week. We get to see the training and we get to see how they're coaching and what's going on. And therefore it wasn't quite right. And then it all distilled down in the piece where he's just basically saying, it, it wasn't a good fit for us. It just didn't work. And I get the feeling, the impression that I got from it and in the tone was it, it didn't fit. He didn't, he wasn't quite the right thing. And the preseason undercooking, I think, didn't help. And I think a lot of us have looked at the team and gone, they've looked laggy from the get go, even though, and it, Rob was getting far more respectable results than we ended up seeing from other people in there. One of the things we have said, and anybody who's listened to this before, no, we've said, even when talking to to, to Luton Town supporters, it'll be interesting to see what you do next season after you, once he gets a pre-season in him. Because that was, I think, a question from a lot of people. So I think that was kind of where we got to. Any advances on that, Just? No, oh, no, no, clearly no, sorry, no. Sorry, no. <laughs> no, not, not oh, right. Oh, right. No, no. I, I wondered if Charlie's missus was having a go at you now as well because <laughs> no, no, uh, no, no, no. no, there's nothing to add to that. I think that's my yeah. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <whistles> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Yeah, there was just it, 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 there was a lot of stuff that was said by not being said. Charlie yep. mentioned the twenty nine million, and it was something I was going to mention earlier on. But let's face it, I've talked enough already. Thursday and today, I think it's an absolute. It's absolutely vital. One of the things that that, w- that was asked, and then again there was another conversation after and this time with Emiliano Russo who is if you don't know the name he is the I think he's the finance secretary I think is his position or finance director something along those lines he's the finance bod that they wanted to throw to and one of the things that was talking about because when he turned around and said we've only got the one Macquarie loan sorry people we're talking finance here this always turns people off we've got the one Macquarie loan of 50 million this year that'll be down at 29 or 29 30 million something like that and then next year that will be completely would be completely paid off and we will be debt free one of the questions that then got put there were a couple of gentlemen in the audience who were clearly uh, financially astute shall we say and they asked him about it and one of the things he mentioned and scott duxbury has spoken about this before is a thing called factoring he said ah that's not that's factoring and now factoring for anybody who doesn't know it you'll have seen these macquarie or close brothers other people will call them payday loans where they basically liquidize a committed amount of revenue that's going to be coming into the club for example with emmanuel dennis there is four and a half million due to us in november this year and four and four and a half million due to us in december or sorry november 2024 now 
in order to bring that forward, they take a loan out from or a fight what's called a financial instrument or a loan, whatever you want, against that. So there's four and a half million. Let's say they turn around to these guys and say, you give us four million, two hundred thousand, and then you take the four and a half million when it comes in from Forest. These are just round figures that I'm using. And then we'll do the same thing for the for the next one. What you are effectively doing then is you are creating an item of debt that you owe that particular organization. But actually, what you've done is you've taken the money, and the actual money is going to be arriving from Knott's Forest to you, to them. So it's not money. It is debt. Technically, it is debt. But it is debt that we already know that there is an incoming figure, a receivables item, as they would say in the counting thing, which will be covering that. Now, we want to, as that conversation went on, and as the conversation was elaborated on afterwards, we think it would be really good to get into that more. Because what he's saying when he says debt-free in 2024 is that there won't be any debt owed externally, but that's not going to include, I would suggest, if they're still doing this factoring stuff, because whilst it's, it will say it's owed, even though we're also owed it and it'll balance out and move the other way, it's a complication and it won't include debt owed to Gino Pozzo. But they, they doubled down on the fact that Gino is not going to be asking for that to be repaid. And Scott confirmed it and Gino confirmed it, which was something. So there was that's something that I think we need to look into further so that we can better understand it and understand what the club consider to be debt. Because it's still, believe it or not, it's still open for misinterpretation or false interpretation. We need to get to the bottom of that, I would suggest, and communicate it better. And hopefully, with better communication going now between the club and us, that would be, when I say us, the supporters, that should there shouldn't be any reason why we can't hopefully get to, to understand and do that. One of the people said about when Gino walked in, sorry, I'm just spitballing here for various things that happened on the night, was... Gino walked out. The uh, We wanted to say a few things, first of all, but it was like, let's get straight into it. Okay, fine. One of the things that, that we'd wanted to acknowledge was the fact that this is the first time we are meeting for 10 years. This is the first time we've come together. So let's acknowledge the good stuff, and then let's get on to the stuff that's contemporary, that is all the questions. We didn't get a chance to do that, so Gino and Scott referred to a lot of that throughout. It was a shame they didn't let us do it, because otherwise they, they sounded like they were banging back to it a lot. Gino stood and spoke for about six and a half minutes, and he stood every time he spoke. I didn't, my, primarily because I'm a lazy bastard, and he has standards. He stood and did it, and he was very respectful in terms of his output and how he was trying to talk about it. He spoke for six and a half minutes uh, about everything, and I think it was a reasonable output at that particular point. Nobody applauded. Nobody applauded when they walked in. Nobody applauded his statement. I was then handed the mic, and the gentleman from the club said, and Peter is going to be hosting it. I got a round of applause. And I said, if you could talk like that for six minutes and I take the applause, that would be great. Because he deserved it, to be quite frank, at that point. Now, a lot of people have said, and I've seen it on the things at the back here, they've said, turn around and said, so we're still going to be sacking managers. We're still going to be doing this. They're still convinced that they're in debt. Thanks very much, Parlacci. We were never going to change their minds on any of this stuff on Thursday night. It was not the environment one to do that. I don't think it's possible to do that. I don't think anybody's done that in 10 years, which is why I was saying earlier on, it's a different world that we're living in. But what I think we know is firmly how fixed they are with that. The hope that we've got Valerian Ishmael and he definitely won't go. He was invited by people in the audience to say, look, if we're on 16 points after 10 games, are you going to fire him? And he wouldn't deny or confirm anything he said we have to look at everything overall it is not just results so we get back to the do you or don't you watch them train 
quandary because in one sense you said you don't and then in another one you do. We know that Gir- if you remember Giraldi was accused of watching Kiko Sanchez Flores the second time and he found that very off-putting. So it, it still feels like they are looking for some kind of mythical holy grail of a coach to be able to sit in and deliver on every single aspect for what they're wanting but it's also their consideration that a lifespan of a coach is probably two years at best they spoke back to that again final point just to wrap it up and there were some great questions there was a confirmation that they would be still subsidizing the coaches for the women's team and the women got a round of applause there were a number of really tough questions that also got rounds of applause from people who didn't necessarily speak but showed a demonstration of the support that this should be not an easy ride in any way shape or form the, there was a comment that was made in the similar tone to you, these are the answers. You haven't done anything for us. We're telling you, we're telling you what the answers are, but well, we're not. It's now over with Andrews in charge of dissemination. And he's made it freely available and you can pour over everything to your heart's content. That's there for you to go and take a look at. But they said, oh, but they got applause at the end. We were told initially, in terms of the negotiation, if you will, wasn't really a negotiation. It was like, this is what it'd be like two lots of 45 minutes. We'll have a little break in the middle for drinks. They didn't take a break. They went straight through for two and two and a quarter hours, two and two hours, 20 minutes, actually. I think it was closer to in the end. And they did that. One of the last things that, that I referenced and I mentioned earlier on about where Luther and Ian Bolton were, and it, I was trying to go through and work out of all of the important questions raised by the fans, when I say about the important, the most common ones across all of the different categories, what had we not got to? Where had we not got to? And one of them was homegrown players and academy players. And bear in mind, I've got Luther and I've got Ian Bolton standing sitting behind him. I just threw and said, look, can we make sure that we that we got two the, the finest exponents of homegrown players and academy players, people who come through the youth team there? Can we ensure that we try and support them in it in every way? Because one of the great joys was Toby Toby Adeyemo finishing against uh, against Blackpool, etc. And Scott basically turned around, and this is I think what got a lot of support was they didn't say sorry at any point. They didn't use the word sorry. They can. They did turn around and say, yeah, of course, mistakes are made and we look at them and we learn them. They look at that as a process rather than a, a rather than an emotion to fall on swords about because everybody's going to make mistakes over a 10-year, two-year or one-year period. It doesn't matter. You're all going to do that. But this was the point when he turned around and I think most people went, ah, that's good. When he talked about the fact that they have spent time reducing the salary base, okay, they we are now at a point of sustainability and you can believe it or not we're not saying you can't you do or you don't you you read the words you listen you uh, you listen you, uh, you you deduce what you think from those words but he said we've done that i asked him what was the turnover to to wage ratio and he said oh, oh, i cry blimey i don't have that at the, at the moment and that's fine that's fair enough we'll work that out when we see the accounts over the next two years but he said look no we've had a lot of big wage earners off the books we want to basically we are an efl club we should be proud of it you'll have seen that headline on one of andrew pieces as he's been transcribing over the last three days and we should be proud of that and we should be and he said and i'm going to use a gt phrase here and i can't deny it i love the fact i just love the fact that he called him gt because that's what we all call him. GT phrase, which I remember him calling out in the mid nineties. We are, we've got to be a top 30 club. And everybody went, yes, that's where we are. We've got to be an EFL club. I'm proud of it. And we've got to work out ways to go and see about trying to get up to there. But sustainability, an EFL club, top 30 club, that was the pragmatism. That was the realism 
that, that actually came in on the night for me personally. And apologies that you didn't get to hear it in terms of the tone. That was our original vision. We wanted it to be literally from his lips to your ears with nobody in between. That was the idea of it. Circumstances led us to something else. And it doesn't matter what the circumstances were, although we've detailed them here. We are where we are. You can take out of it what you want. Jason, I've jabbered away for ages, sir. What else did you want to say? That's all right. You keep me off Test Match Special, so I'm quite happy. You carry on. So, yeah, it's only you listen to podcasts or Test Match Special. No, that's fine. No, 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 just just from my point of view, just like I say, I know you guys put a lot of effort in, all of you, and uh, just thank you. This is the beginning of the road, really, of communication between the fans and the club. If nothing else, I I heard what you were saying about what some people have accused you of, or not accused you of, but saying, what's the point? What have we got out of it? fundamentally they've sat in front of a group of fans who've told them that they're not happy and they've probably been as surprised as anyone else if it's the beginning great well, well done guys and keep up the good work and have a good summer thank Let's you see sir. you on the other side take care thank, thank you there, there was there, there were a number of people who were driven quite a way to get there and the reason i say driven who had family sitting in the car park listening to the re- reading the blog and the reason why i think it's an app it was a devil's task to do was because we were co- we were covering for 2 hours 20 minutes straight from subject into subject responses going on and what happened at the end of that was the family came in and i'm not going to say who it was one of the one of the people came in and said to their partner said so it wasn't very well received and they went no it's been brilliant I think there was a different conception from just reading the blog to, to the people in the room. Rightly or wrongly, doesn't matter. I just think it's impossible to convey everything at speed and typing all the way. As a result, Andrew has sat there studiously for, I imagine, probably the best part of three days to get it all down there. I would implore, be it Charlie or be it anybody else, to go and to go and pour over those pieces because Andrew's hard work is there for you to be able to take out of it. If you deduce out of that that we're no further along and we haven't learned anything in those nearly 18,000 words, then I'll say, fair enough, I, I took a number of things from it. Not all in agreement with us. It would have been very easy to have come out and just been politicians answers and not actually said or committed to absolutely anything i think you saw that there was a disconnect i think you saw that the fact that there was a bit of frustration on occasions that no these things didn't work and the people weren't there one of the things he turned around and said is no i'm gonna stay i'm gonna make it work people said look why are you giving it you know why are you only giving people 10 games he said i if i see it and i see more than you do again we get back to the looking at the training ground etc then i would rather intervene and i know that it puts his reputation at risk doing that as we know reputation of risk he's got the reputation for this already but i would rather act than do that he also spoke and i don't know if it was just me i was getting the feeling that we tend to look and think about football in units of time in terms of games or maybe months or and, and it, he looks at it in seasons and one of the things he mentioned was if he sees it going wrong he's got to do it but he was talking about you have less options in the middle of the season and what you are trying to do once, well, if you're behind the eight ball and it's not started, well, it's very hard to get it back. So we will see. We've got somebody here who wants to request to come in now. Uh, Govian, let me just add you in, sir. Add you as a speaker. Where's he gone? Oh, he's gone. He's disappeared. No, Govian, are you there? Nope, I think he's disappeared. Oh, never mind. Look, guys, 
do please go and read everything there. It's all on the Watford Observer. I accept Charlie's point completely that it's not just about Andrew French. It's not at all. And the Watford Observer, as we have said, ad nauseum, but he won't have ever heard it because he's not been here before, and that's no problem. I can, It just shows that he's actually got a level of good taste not to come here, but what can you do? It's the fact that, yes, the Watford Observer has been the conduit. We referenced to it earlier on. People will only get to see the bits that they get to see, and they will judge it on that. I think genuinely, most people in this have tried to act for the genuine betterment of the club. A lot of people have said, we didn't think this was ever going to get to happen. It has happened. You may like it. You may loathe it. That's absolutely down to you. But we got there in the end. It's been a long road. It's not been particularly pleasant on, on, many, on many levels, but we are where we are. Please go sit there. Please devour it. If you were there, please talk to people about it. Please talk about what your thoughts were, because there will be 80 different opinions, positions, thoughts. Some might be positive. Some might be negative. Some might be whatever. There will also be all of those additional conversations that you had after. Just spread the word for good or for bad. This is just our football club. And we're here to basically talk about it. That's the most important thing. Anyway, guys, it is Father's Day. People will be going off for dinners. That's probably why Charlie was getting rang by his by his other half there. Hopefully, go and have a great Sunday. Go and enjoy the ashes if it's still if it's not been rained off because I think there are thunderstorms coming on. But thank you so much. We absolutely have to say this once again. Thank you so much to all the groups who who got involved in terms of making trying to make this event happen. I mentioned them earlier on, and it's not a question of trying to slap anybody or ourselves on the back we knew this was going to be a thankless task and i think it, it frankly it proved to be it's fine anybody who is i heard somebody say yeah i don't like pots and pots are out and you know that you've got an agenda we've got an agenda we always get told we get an agenda since the start of this we launched we had a podcast called black towel on a black day where we absolutely we interviewed the guy who was thrown out about having a Pozzo banner We inter- and talked about that because there were issues there. We've done the same thing with, and I appreciate I'm just talking about DNSYE here. We, we did the same thing with Chris, who was fabulous with his um, Pozzo out, badly drawn poster, which he also had the fire certificate for. We talked to the guys who got thrown out of the game right at the end by parading thing across. The club isn't perfect. And we, we know that and we'll point out and we'll try and say where it can be better. That's a big thing. That's a big thing. We were in the midst of talking about trying to get a fans parliament, if you want, or a shadow board or some kind of fan engagement group that might interface with the club. Somebody, for example, who might have the, we're thinking about banning flasks. Do you think that's a good idea? Hell no, would be the kind of discussion. And we were talking to scott about it and he said the other clubs who run this they pay lip service to it i'm not sure it'll work i think the the at your place and this sort of thing will work very well and he said and plus the fact that you've got to elect people to it i turned to the audience and said is there anybody here who wouldn't want to have an election where people could be put forward to sit on a board for two years and you rotate half the board every year which is the kind of construct of this and one lady said yes and this is a really important thing for anybody and everybody who is reading the uh, either the blog or if they're reading the full transcript. She then explain, exclaimed that there was somebody on social media who, and I mentioned the fact that the QPR game is now infamous, who ended up fighting with another person or with other fans, causing a fight or being in the midst of a fight with other fans. And she said, the support is toxic. Look at Twitter. People are having a go at each other. It's toxic. There's a kind of theme building here, isn't there? And therefore, and the, one of the people involved had a social media 
presence so he would get elected and I wouldn't want him to do that so it's toxic and I did and the conversation went from being about one thing into being about another thing and then other people from the actual audience started talking about it and it went as a go between now the way that Andrew has was blogging it and the way he obviously puts it in from the from transcribing it rather than to listening to it it might be a bit hard to notice that because a lot of people said hang on this was mentioned and there's no answer it wasn't actually a question it was a it was brilliantly, a sort of a statement brilliantly was, justin turned to me and said was it you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and the answer is no because carl just doesn't have a media following but it was like it was brilliant well done it, it, no, that's all right but the point about the toxicity between the fans was mentioned now this next bit about this is vital we then talked about all sorts of other things and a number of people had raised this and said about it and it, it was a big moment but it wasn't directed at gino and it wasn't directed at scott at the conclusion of the main event which was about 20 past nine something like that when it stopped and i've got to say credit where credit's due scott duxbury went straight over to the lady he was straight in there wanting to know what was what what's happening here now i wasn't party to that conversation a number of people were talking to that lady i think her name was emma in terms of it and about the experience but i think there was a genuine that's concerning can i find out more can i know more about it because we want the we've got to want surely the vic to be a place where everybody can come and enjoy a game and the comments have been things such along along the lines of we want to love our club and a toxic environment and the lady was i take my son into away games or into this and this is going on that's example of a culture within the fans we asked gino about the culture at the ground and, and at the gland and how it spills out there's lots to do this is not a conclusion this we were not going to turn every anybody's mind let alone gino's pot so on this event it was a start it was a start. Now, for anybody who will be listening, and there will be some people who will be going, you're a podcast. I did actually introduce myself as Peter, and I'm from one of the evil podcasts, because we are apparently evil, but that it doesn't matter. Other people volunteer, get involved. We just saw this, and the people that we asked to get involved came on and were absolutely excellent. They won't get any credit for it. People will come on and go, it wasn't this, and it wasn't that. And, I, and, and what Charlie said, what I would have done is I would have told them that okay that's fair enough that's absolutely fine charlie that is your opinion and we were in the conversations and we this was how we decided to do it it wasn't necessarily a conversation doesn't matter but the point was that this is why we did it you can agree with it you can disagree with it but that's the reason you now know we are where we are he ran he ran a spoof protest you can argue that he got he got him in the room you could or he could have influenced to get in the room it may not have been it may have been other things we won't ever know and it isn't going to change anything it's where we are at the moment. But a huge thank you to the Supporters Trust, to From the Rookery End, guys, what you've done. You know how much how much we've had to work to get through this, and I appreciate it. To the Buzz podcast, to Voices of the Vic, to Golden Pages, to all the other people who were involved in this whole process, who came on board, all of those groups who then went out and kind of asked questions of the people if they were joining as a group, all of those people who put themselves into a ballot. I'm so sorry to all of those people who couldn't attend. I went onto a Facebook group and was watching on the Saturday and they'd asked, who's been invited? Who's been invited? I can't believe anybody of our people haven't been invited. And there were 47 comments and there were 30 people who were talking. And of course, a, a number of them were saying, no, I haven't. A number of people said, well, it's a fix. So I didn't enter. 
which kind of you've got to say that's a challenge. If you want to win the lottery, please buy a ticket. Whatever the thoughts about it, that's fine. That's your position. That's great. I had, because I'd gone through and I've got all of the list, I went through and looked at that group of the 26 people who'd applied, or sorry, on the 26 people on that group who were talking about not getting the invites, only four of them had actually applied. And one of them had got invited. And it was like, okay, now I'm really grateful for those groups to do what they did in terms of saying, hang on, we want to make sure that this is fair. Because again, this is all about empathy. From their point of view, they're suspicious because of what happened last time. I get it. There's no culpability here. I am so glad that over time, I'm presuming that people in those groups have come back and gone, no, I'm here. And then they've got together. We haven't in involved the groups nearly enough because suddenly we got, this is two, two weeks and two days or two weeks and three days away. It's not been perfect. Um, we'll, I'll apologise for that. There were the things I mentioned earlier on that we didn't get to, but it was a start. It was a start. That's all it was. Guys, I'm just going to quickly go through some of the notes that are on here because we tried to look at that earlier on. Excuse just me while you're looking through there, I, I'd like to say I can't wait just to get back to doing what we normally do, which is spaces after games and basically bringing you sarcastic content, the three of us talking a lot of old rubbish and putting it out. People... <sighs> seem to enjoy it so i'm hoping that we can get back to that and this can be a bit of a distant memory until next time it's thrown at us because it, it really has been I, I don't think people know quite how much time you put into this peter basically you've spent certainly the past month but correct me if i'm wrong but it, you've done nothing but try and organize this event you've been putting the questions into categories you've done some wonderful pie charts of who's are the most asked questions and how which bits are probably going to be the most pertinent to ask and all the rest of it and the countless hours that you and i have spent on phone calls backwards and forwards to each other and to other members of the group as well we had a, a whatsapp group that seemed to be constantly buzzing i, I can only estimate the three four five hundred hours that you personally have put into this and the possibly seven, eight, nine hundred hours that the rest of us combined have done. It's been an absolute task. So well done to you. But I just can't wait to get back doing to what we normally do because this has been an absolute Agreed. train. Agreed. And thank you for that. It's about everybody. I'm going to get to the questions here or, or comments that people have put in because what we always do on these things is people put comments in and I haven't gone to them. I'm sorry. Tony, you have asked some great questions here. He said, they've been linked with a couple of strikers, nothing official, that suits such a style. Any comments from last week that support these transfers don't want to be watching sideways on the edge of our own box football again next season. And he also asked, was Deeney, the past legend, supposedly to be part of the new coaching setup? Surely he's pissed on his own fire works during the podcast but a couple of great questions there tony deal with the strike i haven't honestly because i've been i've been like everybody else i've been watching the ashes and just coming down off of this thing so i don't know enough about the style of them but one of the things that they and i mentioned that they wanted from that and they seem to like about valerian ishmael is he his football is kind of up and at them it's playing it it's playing it forward and being should we say direct and then playing off everything from the front and it's about pressing and kind of I don't know whether or not technically it's Gagan pressing or whatever counter pressing quickly it was it was really that and trying to win the ball early so it should be I would suggest a solution to that bore that we watched all last season I couldn't agree with you more about don't want the edge of our own box kind of playing stuff I think Valerian Ishmael answered that question was Dini the past legend supposed to be to be part of the new coaching setup we didn't get into that in terms of directly saying was he because he was brought up about obviously the video that he'd done and and he was somebody referred to him as the ex-player and then 
Scott replied as it is an ex-player who has done this. I don't think he was being particularly facetious when he used that. He was just mimicking the use of the question or the term of the question. I'd heard that Dini had been involved at the start of last season, potentially being on a ticket which would put him, I presume, with, I think, John Eustace uh, as being in. I don't think there is any suggestion that he will be coming back in. We asked about the people in the audience, asked about the uh, comment, and he said, for example, the speed bump is still out there. If you followed the Deeney thing, he basically turned around and said that as part of his negotiations, when Leicester wanted him for about 30 million in, what, the mid-2010s or whenever it was, that he basically kind of made a series of demands which included moving the uh, moving the speed bump there we go i did ask at one point whether or not the hornet shop would be carrying the speed bump signed by troy as authentically match worn but i'm i think i was given short shrift on that gareth hello gareth said that's absolutely loved your work this season whether it's been live or not many would be able to coax a hermit out of his hidey hole yeah that's the way the way you seem to have rolled on next season gareth thank you very much indeed gary where's the five word review he said you're quite right you're quite right, Gary. We are shoddy. We are shoddy to the end. Pat, you asked about Wendover got in. Yeah, absolutely. That's that. Um, that's why, and I don't mean to put anybody on the spot. That's why I mentioned it earlier on, but we'll have a chat about your other question later on. I'll give you the skinny on it. Alex King said, I can second the point from Justin on stewarding. He was next to him. He went and did that, which was great. Lebowski, or otherwise known as obviously the big cheese. Lebowski, if you heard of it. Thanks for doing this, guys. Lovely to hear you back. Thanks for all your great work, guys. I will be doing, I will be mostly lurking today as out and about with the family and listening on the standard one headphone. Really, he's a he's an enthusiast about these things. He should be talking about this. Wendover Horn, Australia, all out first innings. Lead. Oh, I'm going to go and get to that. Thank you for those updates. Big Lebowski back again. Now, oh, I said about that earlier. Harry, such a shame as you three currently need to be talking about the mental impact. Yeah, yeah. The mental health thing is a, is a real big thing. At the end of the day, when we'd carried such a load, but I just felt... Justin had basically put up with so much shit because I was going, no, we need to get this done. This is more important to get it done. And I have to apologise to him for dragging him, kicking and screaming in terms of that. Brian, let's have a look. Excellent. We're all involved. Lovely. Thank you very much. I think the fallout evaluation shows how easy and soft the fans are. We are so easily talked around and treated like mushrooms. I'm still very much potso out. He didn't really answer anything. Thanks, Brian. Brian's basically saying, look, it hasn't changed his views. It was never likely to. We never thought it would. We did say this beforehand, but but thank you for your points. We know what we know, and you can make your own judgment on it. Jade H says, such a shame such a shame listening to this. Yes, it's one of life's worst choices listening to us. I've only been a supporter for the past season and getting into it with my partner, but love listening to your space after each game, hearing your passion and support. Just keep going. Guys. Jade, thank you so much. You are thoroughly welcome. It doesn't matter whether you're as old as basically Methuselah like me or new here. You'll be supporting once long after I've shuffled off. Just as we all thought, Carl. Neil Dean, Dean said earlier on, I don't think that's fair to say he was he, he has bought two clubs to play with. That's fair enough. I apologise. And I retract that Neil it was trite and silly of me but I am trite and silly by nature Sean they're definitely looking like an increase in stewarding absolutely and I think that's something again that we or other people or the what's the phrase what's the phrase what's the phrase I'm looking for the trust you should carry on with and have a look at Ryan hey Ryan we had a chat yesterday I think you need to give yourself a pat on the back heard Gioretta was impressive after the event yes yes he was apparently so so's done a wonga says charlie you're using gifts and i like somebody who uses gifts we're gonna have to have a bit of beer with him um where are we the last one the last comment down there i saw it and then i pressed it on all fingers and thumbs top 30 club massive thanks to all of you for getting closer to our club you should all be treasured not abused guys thank you so much that's really kind look it's been what it's been it doesn't matter anything please just now be nice to everybody everybody involved in this and i'll repeat what i said you've got somebody at the Watford Observer 
who wanted to get into the room to represent everybody. We did have our reason why we did what we did. Appreciate that that was what you saw at the time. We spoke to Charlie. There's no animosity on that. It doesn't matter. We are where we are. We just drive forward. The original family club is something that we have to try to have to try to get back to. And the animosity and the issues that Emma raised, even though it wasn't actually directed at Scott or Gino in this particular instance, that's something that falls to us and somebody's going to have to pick that up. We won't be picking it up over the summer. We'll be letting others, uh, other of you guys doing that. But but thank you so much. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for last season. Sorry, we haven't done very much in June, but we have been otherwise engaged for good or for bad. And a final massive thank you to everybody who, who made up the supporters group. And we had hours and hours uh, of chats. It wasn't all a wailing and gnashing of teeth. There was a lot of fun involved. And I hope that it, it was worth its while for you. If it wasn't, I apologize, but it was what it was. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll let you go. We will put this out for people as a podcast if they wish to to listen to it. And have a great Sunday. Cheers now. You want. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.